are so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you very much, Jay, and hello to all. On this day, dear friends, let's talk about the book of Second John. I don't know about you, but there's not a better way to start a broadcast than to begin by reading the Bible. For after all, you've tuned in to this broadcast today that you may grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's look at Second John and let's read this 13-verse book together. The Elder To the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all those who have known the truth, because the truth which abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I have found some of your children walking in truth as we received commandment from the Father. And now I plead with you, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment to you, but that which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. This is love, that we walk according to His commandments. This is the commandment, that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves, that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds." Having many things to write to you, I did not wish to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. The children of your elect sister greet you. Amen. May the Lord bless us with the reading, the hearing, and the application of His Word. And before we engage in our study of Second John, please listen to our J-Webb who has some other text-worthy of your private study, Brother Jay. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 15:4, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. The book of Psalms is a book of patience and comfort, and we have a study guide on Psalm 93 through 99, and we'd like to send it to you absolutely free. May we do that? please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Psalm Study 2. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Psalm Study 2. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Psalm Study 2. We'll send it right away. Let's go back to Jeff. 
When we study the book of 2 John, we realize that this is a book written by John the Apostle. He's referring to himself as the elder, referring as one aged. And you know, he is actually believed to be the only apostle that died a natural death. In 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, those books are believed to have been written together. And dealing with error in that day, John brings forth the beauty of truth and the challenge of error. 2nd John is quite simple. It's broken down into two parts. The first part is, what do we do with truth in verses 1 through 6? And the second part, what do we do with error in verses 7 through 11? Now, by way of an introduction very quickly, some scholars believe that John is writing to a literal lady and her children, while some see it as John writing to the lady or referring to the church as the bride of Christ, as we note from Ephesians 5, 22-33. And at the end of the writing, the children of your elect sister greet you, meaning another congregation. It seems to be split in a 50-50 way, dear friends. We would not be dogmatic one way or the other. We wish to take a personal stand and observation that John is writing unto a congregation of God's people, and he is delighted to hear that they are walking in truth. Now, he says that some of them are, and in turn, he is going to grant a mild rebuke to them in the latter part of the book. But whether one believes it is a literal lady and her children or it is the church as a whole, the truth that is taught therein would apply either way. Just a side note in our studies together. Now let's look at verses 1 through 6 at what do we do with truth. Dear friends, truth is very dominant throughout the whole book. Uh, Of course, this stands true for God's word is truth, John 17, 17. But we see some characteristics about truth that once these characteristics are part of our lives, it helps us to stand against error and darkness. First of all, in verses 1 and 5, truth is to be loved. This is clearly emphasized in the book of 1 John, especially verse 4 concerning the love of God, how God is love, and how our love is expressed. Truth is to be loved. Secondly, truth is to be known. That's verse 1, to those who have known the truth. In John 8:32, Jesus Christ said, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And in John 17:17, 17, 17, as mentioned a few moments ago, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. We realize today there are those within the world that say you cannot know truth. But I find amazing, dear friends, that they know that I cannot know something. That just doesn't add up. I will take the words of Jesus any day. The Word of God is truth, and we can know the truth, and the truth will make us free. Peter affirms us from 2 Peter 1, 21 and 22, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So we understand that man did not just simply put down words that he wanted. It was not his will, but God's will. 
and they are called holy men, which means these individuals were set apart in service to God, inspired by the Spirit, moved by the Spirit, to write the very words that are in front of us today called the Holy Bible. Thirdly, truth is to be in us. We see that from verse 2, that the truth which abides in us or in the Christian. Psalm 119, verse 11, the psalmist said, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. How beautiful that is to consider those things, and truth is to be in us, in our hearts, that will impact our lives. When they heard the gospel preached in Acts chapter 2, on that beautiful day of Pentecost, Acts 2.37 says, They were pricked in their hearts and said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? The truth pricked their heart, and when they obeyed the gospel of Christ, when they were told what to do in verse 38, to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is unto you and unto your children and unto as many as are a far off, even as many as the Lord God may call. The Bible goes on to say that with many other words, Peter testified and exhorted, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. When they were pricked in their heart and they heard what they needed to do, then from their heart they repented and they were baptized. And that's what it says in verse 41. They that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Let's notice also, dear friends, that truth is to be forever. It will always be with us. That's verse 2. Peter affirms in 1 Peter 2, beginning with verse 23, concerning Christ, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For you were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. You see, as Christ died for us, that lasts forever. Truth is to be forever. We're going to look at a couple of other points in a moment, but first, our brother Jay Webb. Dear friends, the International Gospel Hour not only offers a free Bible study course by mail, but our friends at World Bible School offer an online study if you prefer. It is absolutely free. All you do is go to worldbibleschool.org and register. You will be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. That is a free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Please sign up today. And now, back to Jeff. Let's notice two additional things in our study. That truth is to be embraced. That is verse 3. Embrace grace, mercy, and peace. Grace is God's approach to the sinner. His mercy is God's love to the sinner. And His peace is God's result of grace, mercy, and love to the sinner. And we notice in verses 4 through 6 that truth is to be walked within. A special thought here concerning the ladies' children. It's worthy of our thought. What are our children walking in? He did not reply, I hear your children are involved in good schools, good jobs, etc. He acknowledged the most important thing, walking in truth, just like that man of Psalm 1, 1 and 2. 
Dear friend, there is no other conclusion that can be made. When we do these things with truth, we meet the commands of our Lord, and our lives are enriched. When we assemble together next time here on the International Gospel Hour, we're going to see what do we do with error from Second John. We look forward to that next time. Until then, thanks for joining me. I'm Jeff Archie, and until next time, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,